Concept 8.1 Photosynthesis converts light energy to the chemical energy of food. The remarkable ability of an organism to harness light energy and use it to drive the synthesis of organic compounds emerges from structural organization in the cell. Photosynthetic enzymes and other molecules are grouped together in a biological membrane, enabling the necessary series of chemical reactions to be carried out efficiently. The process of photosynthesis most likely originated in a group of bacteria that had infolded regions of plasma membrane, containing clusters of such molecules. In photosynthetic bacteria that exist today, infolded photosynthetic membranes function similarly to the internal membranes of the chloroplast, a eukaryotic organelle. According to the endosymbiont theory, the original chloroplast was a photosynthetic prokaryote that lived inside an ancestor of eukaryotic cells. You'll learn about this theory in chapter f you learned about this theory in chapter 4, but it will be described more fully in chapter 25. Chloroplasts are present in a variety of photosynthesizing organisms, but here we focus on chloroplasts in plants. Chloroplasts, the site of photosynthesis in plants. All green parts of a plant, including green stems and unripened fruit, have, chloropla have chloroplasts. chloroplasts. But the leaves are the major sites of photosynthesis in most plants, figure 8.3. There are just about half a million chloroplasts in a chunk of leaf with a top surface area of one millimeter squared. Chloroplasts are found mainly in the cells of mesophyll, a tissue in the interior of the leaf. Carbon dioxide enters the leaf and oxygen exits by way of, a microscopic, by way of microscopic pores called stomata, singular stoma, from the Greek meaning mouth. Water absorbed by the roots is delivered to the leaves and veins. Leaves also use veins to export sugar to roots and other non-photosynthetic parts of a, of a plant. The typical mesophyll cell has about 30 to 40 chloroplasts, each organelle measuring about 2 to 4 um by 4 to 7 um. A chloroplast has an envelope of two membranes surrounding the dense fluid called the stroma. Suspended within the stroma is a third membrane system made up of sacs called thylakoids which segregates the stroma uh, from the thylakoid space inside the sacs. In some places, thylakoid sacs are stacked in columns called grana, singular granium. Um, chlorophyll, the green pigment that gives leaves their color, resides in the thylakoid membranes of the chloroplast. The internal photosynthetic membranes of some prokaryotes are also called thylakoid membranes. See figure 24.11b. It is the light energy absorbed by chlorophyll that drives the thin synthesis of organic molecules in the chlorophyll plast. Now, now that we have looked at the site of photosynthesis in plants, we are, letting, we are ready to look more closely at the process of photosynthesis, tracking atoms through photosynthesis, scientific inquiry. Scientists have tried for centuries to piece together the process by which plants make food. Although some of the steps are still well, not completely understood, the overall photosynthetic equation has been known since the 1800s. In the presence of light, the green, plants, uh, the green parts of the plant produce organic compounds and oxygen from carbon dioxide and water. Using molecular formulas, we can summarize the complex series of chemical reactions in photosynthesis to this chemical question. CO2, 6CO2 plus 12H2O plus light energy equals 
C6 H12 O6 plus 6O2 plus 6H2O. We use glucose C6 H12 O6 here because it's here to simplify the relationship between photosynthesis and respiration. But the direct products of photosynthesis is actually a three carbon sugar that can be used to make glucose. Water appears on both sides of the equation because 12 molecules are consumed and six molecules are newly formed during photosynthesis. We can simplify the equation by in indicating only the net consumption of water. 6CO2 plus 6H2O plus light energy equals C6H12O6 plus 6O2. Writing the equation in this form, we can see that the overall chemical change during photosynthesis is the reverse of the one that occurs during cellular respiration. Both of these metabolic processes occur in plant cells. However, as you will soon learn, chloroplasts do not synthesize sugars by simply reversing steps of respiration. Now let's divide the photosynthetic equation by six to put it in its simplest possible form. CO2 plus H2O e equals CH2O plus O2. Here the brackets indicate that CHO2 is not an actual sugar, but represents the general formula for a carbohydrate. In other words, we are imagining the synthesis of a single sugar molecule, one carbon at a time. Six repetitions would theoretically produce a glucose molecule. That's how the simplified formula can see how re let's see how the simplified formula can see how researchers tracked the element C H and O from the reactants of photosynthesis and the products. The splitting of water. One of the first clues in the is the mechanism of photosynthesis came from the discovery that the O2 given off by plants is derived from H2O and not CO2. The chloroplast splits water into hydrogen and oxygen. Before this discovery, the prevailing hypothesis was that photosynthesis split, split carbon dioxide to CO2 to C plus O2, and then added water to the carbon dioxide. C plus H2O equals CH2O. This hypothesis predicted that the O2 released during the photosynthesis came from CO2. The idea was challenged in the 1930s by C.B. Van Neel, one of Stanford University of Stanford University. Van Neel was investigating photosynthesis in bacteria that made their carbohydrate from CO2, but did not release O2. He concluded that, at least in these bacteria, CO2 is not split into carbon and oxygen. One group of bacteria used hydrogen sulfide, H2S, rather than water for photosynthesis, forming yellow globules of sulfur as a waste product. These globules were visible, are visible in figure 8.2e. Here is a chemical equation for photosynthesis in these sulfur bacteria. CO2 plus 2H2S equals CH2O plus H2O plus 2S. Van Neel reasoned that the bacteria split H2S and used the hydrogen atoms to make sugar. He then generalized that idea, proposing that all photosynthetic organisms require a hydrogen source, but that source varies. Sulfur bacteria, CO2 plus H2S equals CH2O plus H2O plus 2S. Plants, CO2 plus 2H2O plus CH2O plus H2O plus O2. General, CO2 plus H2X equals 
CH2O plus H2O plus 2X. Thus, Van Niel hypothesized that plants split H2O as a source of hydrogen from electron atoms, releasing O2 as a byproduct. Nearly 20 years later, scientists confirmed Van Niel's hypothesis by using oxygen-18, 18O, a heavy isotope, as a tracer to follow the fate of oxygen atoms during photosynthesis. The experiments showed that, if, that the O2 from plants was labeled with 18O only if water was the source of the tracer, experiment 1. If the 18O was introduced to the plant in the form of CO2, the label did not turn up, and, and it was released. And then the released O2, experiment 2, in the following summary, red denotes, denotes labeled atoms of oxygen, 18O. Experiment 1, CO2 plus H2O equals CH2O plus H2O plus O. CO2 plus 2H2O equals CH2O plus H2O plus O2. The significant result of the shuffling in atoms during photosynthesis is the extraction of hydrogen from water and its incorporation into the sugar. The waste product of photosynthesis, O2, is released into the atmosphere. Figure 8.4 shows the fates of all atoms in photosynthesis. Photosynthesis is a redox process. Let's briefly compare photosynthesis with cellular respiration. Both processes involve redox reactions. During cellular respiration, energy is released from sugar when electrons associated with, hydron, with hydrogen are transported by carriers to oxygen, forming water as a byproduct. See figure 7.3. The electrons lose potential energy as they fall down the electron transport chain towards the electronegative oxygen, and the mitochondrion harnesses that energy to synthesize ATP. See figure 7.14. Photosynthesis reverses the direction of electron flow. Water is split, and electrons can be transferred along with hydrogen ions from the water to carbon dioxide, reducing it to sugar. Energy plus 6CO2 becomes reduced, plus 6H2O becomes oxidized, equals C6H12O6 plus 6O2. Because the electron increase in potential energy as they move from water to sugar, this process requires energy. In other words, it is inorganic. This energy boost is provided by light. The two stages of photosynthesis, a preview. The equation for photosynthesis is deceptively simple summary of a very complex process. Actually, photosynthesis is not a single process, but two processes, each with multiple steps. These two stages of photosynthesis are known as light reactions, the photo part of photosynthesis, and the Kelvin cycle, the synthesis part, figure 8.5. The light reactions are the steps of photosynthesis that convert solar energy to chemical energy. Water is split, providing a source of electrons and protons, hydrogen ions, H+, and giving off O2 as a byproduct. Light absorbed by chlorophyll drives to transfer the electrons and hydrogen ions from water to an acceptor called NADAP+, nicotinamide adenide dinucleotide phosphate, where they are temporarily stored. The electron acceptor NADP plus is cousin is first cousin to NAD plus, which functions as an electron carrier in cellular respiration. The two molecules differ only by the presence of an extra phosphate group in the NADP plus molecule. The light reactions use solar power to reduce NADP plus to NADPH by adding a pair of electrons 
along with an H+. The light reactions also generate ATP using chemiosmosis to power the addition of a phosphate group to ADP, a a process called photophosphorylation. Thus, light energy is initially converted to chemical energy in the form of two compounds, NADPH and ATP. NADPH, a source of electrons, acts as reducing power, which can be passed along to an electron acceptor, reducing it. ATP is the versatile energy currency of cells. Note that the light reactions produce no sugar. That happens in the second stage of photosynthesis, the Calvin cycle. The Calvin cycle is named for Melvin Calvin, who, along with his colleagues, began to educate and elucidate its steps in the late 1940s. The cycle begins by incorporating CO2 from the air into organic molecules already present in the chloroplast. Its initial incorporation of carbon into the organic into organic compounds is known as carbon fixation. The Calvin cycle then reduces the fixed carbon to carbohydrate by by the addition of electrons. The reducing power is provided by NADPH, which acquired its cargo of electrons in the light reactions. To convert CO2 to carbohydrate, the Calvin cycle also requires chemical energy in the form of ATP, which is generated by the light reactions. Thus, it is the Calvin cycle that makes sugar, but it can only but it can do so only with the help of NADPH and ATP produced by the light reactions. The metabolic steps of the the Calvin cycle are sometimes referred as the dark reactions or light independent reactions because then none of the steps require light directly. Nevertheless, the Calvin cycle in most plants occurs during daylight, for only then can the light reactions provide the NADPH and ATP that the Calvin cycle requires. In essence, the chloroplast uses light energy to make sugar by coordinating the two stages of photosynthesis. As figure 8.5 indicates, the thylakoids of the chloroplast are the sites of light reactions, while the Calvin cycle occurs in the stroma. On the outside of the thylakoids, molecules of NAD plus and ADP pick up electrons and phosphate, respectively, and NADPH and ATP are then released to the stroma, where they play crucial lo- roles in the Calvin cycle. The two stages of photosynthesis are treated in this figure as metabolic modules that take in ingredients and crank out products. In the next two stages, We'll look more closely at how the two stages work, beginning with the light reactions.